0: This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18 any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice Welcome to front porch swingers where we talk about sex on our terms
1: We talk swinging hot wifing bdsm and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms
0: Enjoy the show everybody Hey, everyone. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. So, Cassidy.com, a fantastic digital communication platform during this time of quarantine.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, it is that time.
0: It's also an amazing place to just jump on and get super turned on because people put on some of the most hot shit, especially right now. It's like people are cooped up in their houses and they're like, let me show you my amazing tits.
1: Yeah, it's the time to kind of let yourself go digitally, I guess.
0: Heck yeah. And Cassidy is the perfect place to do it. Cassidy is a huge online community of swingers, non-monogamous folks. Mm-hmm. And you can jump on and start communicating with all of them by heading to our website, frontporchswingers.com, and clicking on the Cassidy banner to get your 30-day free trial.
1: Yeah, get over there, check it out. 30 days free. Great time to do it. Have some fun.
0: Absolutely. We also have another sponsor of the podcast, Promescent.
1: Yes, I have been taking my Promescent my VitaFlux regularly, and I feel a difference. It's good stuff. Energy, a little bit more, act, I feel more energy. I just feel energetic and like lively. Yeah, you know, and I can
0: definitely tell a difference. You definitely see more, yeah, just like in the evenings, especially yeah. your energy levels are significantly higher. You're in a little bit better of a mood.
1: Yeah, it's good shit. I dig it.
0: And I mean, our sex doesn't really change because, you know, we have sex all the time. But that's another <laughs> yeah. benefit of Vitaflux. I also tried their female arousal gel. I didn't tell you about this.
1: No, you did not. But
0: I used it with the wand the other day while you were at work. Oh, nice. And it was fucking phenomenal. Nice. I highly recommend it. It made this tingly warm sensation. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I'll we'll so- to try that tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down for that. You can go to promescent.com, that is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com, and check out the full line of products, including their Delay Spray, which is their flagship product, and one we've been talking about for a few weeks now.
1: Yeah, we've turned a whole lot of folks on to the Delay Spray.
0: <laughs> Everyone's calling it Dick Spray, but yeah. <laughs> the correct name is Delay it's Spray. It's a Delay
1: Spray, and yes, you spray it on your dick. Yeah.
0: You can get 15% off of your purchase at Promescent by using our promo code, which is FPS15.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Check it out.
0: Yeah. So... We had some naughty fun last night.
1: We did. That was a blast. We had a uh, kind of a tr- we played truth or dare with some of the folks on our Telegram group digitally, obviously. Our
0: Patreon community. Uh, yeah, our
1: Patreon community, and we did it uh, a lot of them on our Telegram. Though. Yes. And uh, so we zoomed essentially and had started out very kind of fun and just pretty
0: innocent. Yeah,
1: innocent enough. All everybody having some cocktails, just kind of talking and doing some you know some basic dares and truths, and then of course it got. It got real naughty.
0: Well, we were using a deck first. We bought this deck and I was like, well, we'll just get everyone kind of kicked off on the right foot and kind of, you know, have some sexy energy flowing, but nothing too naughty because the deck is pretty PG.
1: Oh yeah, it's real benign.
0: So we started with that, and then we were like, okay, everyone just dare someone, and then you pick someone to do a truth or a dare next, and that's when shit got crazy. Yes,
1: everybody, by the end of this thing, everyone was naked, Uh, there was a lot of oral going on. Going down
0: on people, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. lots of amazing tits out, it was such a fun time. Yeah,
1: we've got a pretty sexy fucking group uh, on our Patreon uh, slash Telegram. Yes, we do. Yeah, there's some hot folks, that was a good time. Yeah, and we had some single folks on there.
0: Yeah, we had one that was a real trooper. Oh, he knows who he is. Yes,
1: we'll call him P. He is the man. Yes, yeah, he he was really a lot of fun. Super good guy. Uh, And we had a lovely gal. Was a, a single gal. She was a blast. So it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, Yeah, we are definitely going to do something like that again because I just think during this time, it's really important to stay connected. I think us lifestyle folks are so used to socializing with each other in person and going out on sexy dates and not having that opportunity right now can feel like a huge piece of yourself is missing.
1: Oh, there's no question. You can tell, you know, we were on, I guess, what was there? Eight couples with us last night plus the singles. I mean, it was a fair amount of people. And, you know, you can just tell that... Everyone is just social. You know, everyone in that group is really kind of eager.
0: Extroverted. and Yeah,
1: but they're eager for that connection. Yes. You know, especially the folks that we've known a long time that are our friends. It's like, you know, can't wait to see them. This is as good as it's going to get right now. And of course, we're all talking and planning on meeting up as soon as all of this stuff is over because everybody just wants to get together and have some fun yeah you know so yeah people are people are eager for it for sure
0: so we're going to continue doing things like that for our patreon community a because it's super fucking fun for us but b because it seems like it's something that people want we had so much good feedback from last night's fun everyone's like please do that again so we're absolutely going to if you would like to join that fun plus you have access to our naughty snapchat group uh, new episodes new bonus episodes Front Porch Swingers that come out every single Tuesday and so many more bonuses, you can head to patreon.com slash Front Porch Swingers, check out the different tiers and we would super appreciate the support and we have a ton of new Patreon members this week that we wanted to give a shout out and thank you to and those people are Leah, Charles, Lizzie, Jay and Nona, Christian, Chris, Tommy, Lola and Nino, GTTXS, Tanya, and Rusty. Yeah. So that's huge. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I'm glad that we could do something fun during this time.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. We're going to plan something good for next weekend.
0: Yeah. I think we're coming up with some twists.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a good time.
0: Yeah. So we have not had a ton of interaction with single guys this week. Well.
1: I got to tell you, after we had our, after our last episode and kind of given some of the guys like, you know, some of the pointers, update your digital profiles, you know, update your pictures, start engaging more digitally. So we started getting some more correspondence specifically from single guys. Not exactly getting it. Not exactly.
0: They're still wanting to meet in person.
1: Not only are they still wanting to meet in person. There has literally been a. It's. I think they've actually regressed a lot of them in terms of how they're communicating. Like the one I got literally this morning was send some send uh send some back send some back. That's what it said.
0: And a dick pic or a what?
1: dick pic. That's all there was. <laughs> Single picture of a cock. That's all it was. Send yeah. some back. It's the craziest shit. Like, is it get has it gotten to the point now where you're so desperate for some attention that you're just throwing anything up against a wall to see if it
0: sticks? Well, I have something positive that I haven't told you about that That I would love to share with you. We
1: definitely need to have that because my single guy tip of the week is don't ever fucking send an email like that. Send some back and a picture of your cock. That is just, I can't even, I don't even have words for that. But the
0: problem is that's been like the last four weeks single guy tip of the week because these guys just, you know, continue to behave that way.
1: Oh, it's so bad.
0: but I had a really positive experience today that I wanted to share because it came from a very unexpected source. Oh, nice. We are on a BDSM site that we've talked about a few times. And we had a gentleman, I haven't been on there much at all, just because we aren't looking right now, obviously. Right. Um, and because, and to be completely honest, it's kind of depressing to get on because usually you see like all of these fun statuses going up and like people posting in groups about like, let's do this. Let's have fun. And none of that's happening. So it's been kind of like- yeah, it's a ghost. Still. A reminder of how fucked we all are right now, and I or hate not. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Totally. So, uh, But I did get on, and I had a really cogent, thoughtful message from a 22-year-old guy. Wow. I was very surprised. He's a college student he remarked on, yeah, I know that I'm young, but I do feel like I'm wise beyond my years, and I do have a little bit of experience in non-monogamy. My girlfriend and I were non-monogamous and had a lot of fun and was very thoughtful about explaining who he was, what he was looking for. I was shocked, because we have communicated with guys over double his age, who have not been able to as eloquently speak to who they are and what what they want out of a dynamic with someone like me, or us, I should say.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least he's got some level of awareness, he mentioned, of course, that he understands he's young being 22, but feels like he's wiser, uh, beyond, wise beyond his years kind of thing. I mean, there's some self-awareness there. And obviously, he wrote, he wrote it enough, well enough that you paid attention to it.
0: Well, and that was my tip is self-awareness goes a really long way. Reaching out and saying, yeah, I know that I'm eight years younger than you. And your initial reaction is probably to go, whoa, you're way too young for me. But you know, here's maybe why you should give me a shot. Or here's why I may right. still be a good option for you. And I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be attracted to a 22-year-old. That's kind of the issue. But I'm willing to to talk with him and see where it goes because he was thoughtful and had that self-awareness.
1: Well, we talked about this before, though. Um, we have been... You, well, you were communicating with a 22-year-old single gal yes. before all this craziness happened. Right. And we were literally getting ready to meet her face-to-face like the week before we were you know, put on house arrest. So <laughs> we talked about it would we entertain a 22 year old single male versus a 22 year old single female? And the answer is we didn't want to, we don't want to just cut somebody out because of their age. We've, we've talked about that many times before, you know, privately because it's been well you know there was somebody that maybe is a drop older than we thought they that we were interested in or a drop younger and every time we meet people we always learn something whether we end up playing with them or not it's there's some positivity to it so we didn't want to just alienate her because she was 22 years old right so same goes for the single guy if everything else clicked and he and he did the right thing you don't want to just say, I mean, I don't I don't feel like I could just say, well, let's not even bother with him because he's 22. That would kind of be disingenuous. If we're going to talk to a 22-year-old gal, we should certainly talk to the 22-year-old single guy.
0: Yes, I agree. The flip side of that is that attraction is important. Yeah. And I have never been attracted to someone that much younger than me, ever.
1: Well, he's going to have to be intellectually stimulating for you, for sure.
0: Yes, and his message seemed like he can really hold a cogent conversation. So I'm hopeful, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll say. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's, listen, I thought the same thing. We had we had a very lengthy conversation about this 22 year old single gal that we were going to meet. I was apprehensive. You know I mean she's 22 yeah I, I'm not sure what I, what the conversation even sounds like talking to a 22 year old but as you said in communicating with her she seemed very intelligent and very clear as to what she wanted and what she didn't want and and, and had a level of awareness that made her seem older Yes. you know so yeah, I think we have to kind of you know it's a, a case-by-case basis kind of thing maybe this is a somebody that we have a, a digital chat with and see if that works
0: I will say this is the best message I have received in recent memory and it came from a 22 year old so so we need I need to stop assuming yeah. that all the young dudes are the a-holes. That's not the case. Some of them are very thoughtful and and have something to say. This guy had something to say and if I hadn't seen his age as twenty two, I would have been shocked. So I right. need to stop being so, you know, shallow in that way. Well I guess. I guess that's my
1: point. If we're going to entertain the the idea of meeting someone that's twenty two years old as if, if they're a female, then we need to not, you know, alienate the twenty two year old single dude. Yeah, you know, so I think that's something that we've definitely learned. We've got to do it as a, on a case by case basis. It really has a lot to do with their, um, you know, their sexual IQ, their their awareness of them, the awareness of themselves, and you know, just kind of you know where they are personally
0: and ability to hold conversation. Because honestly, yeah. that is almost as important to me as performance in the bedroom when it comes to a play partner.
1: Well, for sure, and and especially someone that where that, that you're communicating with on a BDSM site. There's a whole nother level of responsibility when you're talking about playing in that realm. And someone 22 years old, you've got to have some concerns about.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's looking for a BDSM dynamic. Um, he's fairly vanilla, actually, according to his profile. Interesting. Uh, I think what we're finding more and more on the BDSM sites is that non-monogamous folks or people interested in playing with non-monogamous folks are starting to see it as a huge opportunity because... BDSM people bring a lot to the table in terms yes. of play. Like we've talked about many times before, that level of consent, our clear communication. Yep. I think couples in the BDSM world are significantly more likely to understand what they want and need and be able to communicate that to other people. Yeah. There's a lot of benefits to it.
1: Highly communicative is how you would how I would define the BDSM community. Yes. You know, you have to have that level of communication and if you don't, then you don't get to play in that space. So exactly. it's probably a good thing that someone like him is just like this 22-year-old is getting into that space maybe not so much to begin with, but certainly seems to be a safer place for him to start. Yeah. You know. Hell yeah. Sharp. Good idea. Much better than send some back. <laughs> I I mean, really? I, not even a not a name, not like Thank you. Not a hey. How are you? Here's my cock. Like yep. nothing. Just send some back.
0: That is a level of entitlement and stupidity that is not fixable. I was going to ask you, did you send a message back? I but didn't even I know respond. the answer to that no. is no, because I know that no. you know that there's no helping a guy no, like
1: that. I'm not going to waste the calories. <laughs> typing no. that fucking message back Fuck no! it's not worth it i just deleted it it's yeah. stupid you know if you're not if you're not prepared to take make some fucking effort then you're you're just going to be you're absolutely not going to be the person that's going to work it's not going to work for you, you for know? me yeah it's, oh, not, I'd it's eat not that guy alive well not just that it's like you haven't taken enough time to write out a thoughtful message what's it going to be like when you actually get him get naked with the guy
0: Oh, I would never get that far. You know what with a guy I'm saying? Like, like there's I can no, already tell. Yeah,
1: there's no and so and what are you gonna say sitting across from me? What kind right. of conversation are you and I gonna have if what you send me is send some back? That's all you got.
0: Yeah, this is the guy that shows up and can't look you in the eye and yeah. says ten words and Yeah,
1: like that one cat we met that time, kind of you know, a little weird, showed up in the Mouse had the ball cap, I I couldn't see his eyes, he wouldn't look up at me. Like, okay, dude, this is this is not gonna work. Yeah. You know, so plus, that's plus I
0: could not be less attracted to that kind of like super beta personality. Yeah, it was that rough. That does not fucking work for me. No,
1: that was rough. No <laughs> doubt. So anyway. I'm sure he's a
0: nice guy, but I'm not taking my clothes off he with him. He
1: seemed very nice, but not that nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not nice enough that you were going to bang him. No. So anyway. Uh, anyhow, uh, get out there and get digital. I mean, it seems to be... It's a lot of fun. I was... I must say, you know, initially when all this craziness started, I was a little apprehensive. I thought, ah, you know, this is just going to be... It's kind of like a Band-Aid, you know, it's just a temporary thing. The truth of the matter is, I think even when we do get back to normal, you know, normative behavior in society, I think we will probably do more digital stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it really is a great way to connect with people that you're just not in the same state with, in the same town with, whatever the case may be. We're just staying like in contact with our friends that we don't get to see that often because they're in another state. It's a great way to just, you know, on a Sunday morning... Get a chance to video chat with them and, you know, have a drink and just bullshit.
0: Fuck yeah. Take my tits out. Yeah.
1: Especially when everybody's (laughs) naked. It was a good time.
0: (laughs) Loved it. Yeah. All right. So we need to get to our interview today, which I am so excited for. Yes. Yes. So we had on two guests, one of which has been talked about a lot on our podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. He was on our show. I was on his show. Yes. It was a good time. Uh, good time all around with our friend, Billy.
0: Yes. So Billy Presida is the host of the Manwhore podcast. His girlfriend, Megan, also joined him on this interview because they have a very interesting living situation right now Yes. with uh, being on sh- in shelter in place. So we're going to talk about that in the interview as well as how it's impacting them and their relationship. I think it's a really insightful look into what is potentially a foreign thought to a lot of people right now. I think like most of us are home either by ourselves or with our partner that we live with anyway and the idea of you know being in in a dynamic like Billy and Megan's is it's an interesting thought and I think it's uh, they have a lot to say on it and I think it's a great episode
1: yeah they're they're super fun she was just a delight to talk to I really enjoy talking to her
0: yeah she's great she really is she's so positive and just like yeah Beautiful.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. She's she's lovely and just very sweet, down to earth, and you know the two of them together are really kind of interesting. They have a very interesting dynamic. Billy, of course, is always crazy, and he's a good time. So it, they have a unique situation. I, I think a lot of people would, I think a lot of people might struggle in a situation like they are, but they are absolutely making the best of it because they're they're just good people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we hope that you guys love this interview. Thank you. All right, we are here with Billy Presida of the Man Whore Podcast and his partner Megan. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us tonight.
2: Partner.
0: Ooh. Let's fight some crime. <laughs>
2: Let's open up an LLC together. Yeah.
3: What did you call me earlier? Batwoman girl. That was a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Batwoman girl.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey there, everybody. Thanks for having us.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for nice joining us. Yeah, nice to connect. We were actually just talking uh, before we jumped on the actual recording about how, you know, where I'm in love with your Instagram. So this is fun to actually uh, connect with you digitally. (laughs) Ah, thank you so much.
3: I appreciate that. You know, it it turned into, uh, it started as a fun project and then turned into something a little bit more. So it's kind of a work in progress, but I I keep it fun still, at least. (laughs) Yes, very positive. Yeah, especially during right now, I'm trying to be as positive as I possibly can while still keeping it real during That's these possible. times.
0: So we should say we are we are excited to talk to you guys for many different reasons. First of all, Billy, you've been kind of a uh, a staple on the Front Porch Swingers podcast in the past, so welcome back.
2: <laughs> yeah, shout out to all the Front Porch Swinger fans who came and said, "Hey, uh, y'all are very kind." <laughs> Yeah, we we meet under the strangest of circumstances, don't we? A lot of times. Uh, yeah, it's usually just when I'm like hanging out to fuck your girlfriend. It's a weird. Well, it's like when that in Vegas. Typically. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Oh man. By the way, I, I'm sorry to side note. and I'm sure we'll get into it, but do you get do you get Brian when people find out about the lifestyle? Do do like other dudes start like trying to call you a cuck because someone else fucks Brenna?
1: Not to my face. Not
2: to your face. (laughs) So I just look weak. That's what it is. It has nothing to do with me being a cucker now. It has to do with they think they could kick my ass.
0: No, it's it's simple. People,
1: do, you know, we just had this conversation. We just did a uh, a very cool interview with Akeem of uh, the Raw and Uncut podcast. We did a live show with him on uh, YouTube and, and and his hosts. And, you know, they did not really understand the lifestyle at all. And they asked us some of those questions. And it's interesting because a lot of people don't make that distinction between, you know, the cuckold cold lifestyle or the hot wife lifestyle. I mean, it's a very fine line, obviously. And there's no shame in either. But there's very few people that truly understand, you know, what that difference is is. And some people do kind of get you know offended by it, you know?
0: Well, I think we should jump into your guys's dynamic because you are neither a hot wife nor a cuckold uh, couple from our understanding. So can you explain that a little bit to us? Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, one of the comments we recently
3: had was I was just stealing all of the men and I was being very <laughs> unfair. <laughs> Somebody was like, please just stop taking all of the cute men. Can you just stop? But I mean, for me, uh, I've been polyamorous for a couple of years now. I am wouldn't say I am an old soul in the lifestyle, but not fresh off the boat. But my other partner and I, with whom I live with, we've been together for two and a half years. Uh, polyamorous for about two years of that relationship. And then Billy and I have been seeing each other for about 10 months now. And... It's been really interesting dynamic because I don't think I've dated somebody whose romantic relationships are a big chunk of their work. (laughs) And it definitely was certainly an adjustment for me because I am somewhat of a private person when it comes to my own personal life. So I've been slowly opening that shell, trying to discuss what actually polyamory is, how I live my life, how it's not that different from other people, but yet still obviously has a different dynamic, which is much more communication, <laughs> daily check-ins, weekly check-ins, but yeah, it's been going pretty well. Do you want to hop in on that? I mean,
2: I just love how like your ass, totally fine for public sharing, your personal de- life details, like yeah, you know, your that's relationship, the hard part. your love life. Yeah, no, that's too much. That's too <laughs> intimate. We got to keep, we wouldn't want mom to see you know, that I'm in love. Oh gosh, that would be such a oh,
3: scandal. Oh gosh. Uh, I, think, I think for my boys, Live by that, like I don't hide myself, just ask me. Like if you have enough, let's say cojones or something like that to have a conversation with me, I would love to have that open dialogue. And that to me has been like the biggest thing. But weirdly enough, people don't inherently ask me things. And I live in a city which is surprisingly small and I found out things where people will, will go to my friends and be like, um, "So I've seen Megan with two different people in the past uh, two months. Um, do you know what the deal is going on there? Uh, does she have a boyfriend?" <laughs> and then my friends would be like, "Oh, she has two.
2: Yeah, in the beginning of like dating, like sometimes we'd go to a place, and I was because I I, don't, I wasn't even necessarily another boyfriend yet, but I was still on the romantic, yeah. was still on the romantic path. And there would be times where we'd go to a bar and I had to like be a little less handsy because she's like, look, he knows my other boyfriend and I don't know, I, I, let's not do that yet. And it'd be a whole thing or just like walking by people, you know, cause she's like sort of the mayor of Jersey city. She won't tell you that, <laughs> mayor. I can't go on funny. with her without having to stop and talk and introduce myself to eight different people or something. It's That's insane. Funny. We'll just go get a bagel and we'll run into a bunch of different people she knows. Um, Very nice. I didn't realize
1: that's where you guys were. That's cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, I live in Brooklyn. I live in New York City, but I'm hunkering down um, in Jersey City with with Megan and her other boyfriend. And uh, yeah, I just feel like it's safer to be on this side of the river than... And over there.
3: That was his biggest thing. He was like, I do not want to be on an island. I saw Is there... the movies. And when they closed out,
2: I saw I Am Legend. You close the bridges and tunnels. That's it. You're done. Cloverfield? Yeah, they were done. That's no. So, you know, I have a car. And so I got the fuck over through the tunnel. Yeah.
3: And we also found out that I have all of the survival skills. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> she can use a machete. That, that was one of our first conversations when all this happened. He sat me down and he was like, um so can you shoot a gun do you have guns can you shoot a gun can do you, know you how show to me how to shoot a gun yeah
2: I was like I don't know how to do any of these things
3: yeah and I was but... like uh, although um you know I don't fit in necessarily I am from a part of New Jersey where yeah we have a lot of guns um so I definitely know how to shoot a gun but that was like a fun conversation I was like I also know how to start a fire
1: <laughs> good skill to know yeah.
2: good skill to know yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. No, the situation's been interesting uh, because I don't. I'm not like tight with him. Uh, like he and I aren't best buddies or anything. Like I don't have his phone number. Uh, I've been Real? dating her ten months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we don't like we're not like Facebook friends. So it's just no, there's nothing. There's no bad blood. It's just like it's we've never clicked or talked too much. And so this is the most amount of time we're spending together. And I'm still trying to like find like my space or my lane, like whether whether or not to connect with the guy or whether or not I can. like he's not an easy audience, for example. So I'm just like throwing out any joke I can fucking think of, just get like a little hint of a smile and then and it would be the greatest victory if it would ever happen uh so really this is i don't know it's more of a te- this whole thing is more of a test of he and i's relationship than you and i's relationship
3: yeah i actually think that's true but i, I definitely think that comparing both my partner's heart because they're just so terribly different so
2: different we have like beards, so
3: different and that's about it yeah that that's definitely it you both are a little like hairy that's <laughs>
0: but not too hairy Which I would assume is a good thing when you're not all hunkered down in the same spot, right? Like that's kind of the point of polyamory that you're getting, you know, different relationship dynamics and you're experiencing different things with different people. But what's it like when you're all together, the three of you? What are some of the challenges that you've faced aside from maybe Billy and this other guy not being uh, the best of friends?
2: We don't we're not actually all together that much because he's still working um, his bar what he you know, does takeout and stuff, so he's there like helping out a lot of days. He has another partner who she's been quarantining for like over a month, so he does go see her once or twice a week because um, she's not seeing anybody else. And then I'm here the whole time. I'm really the one here the most because uh, oh, sometimes she goes and picks up a dog, does a thing,
3: go for my walks. Yeah, yeah
2: so it's <laughs> yeah. not really all of us that much. Like it's mostly me just trying like to clean as a little extra just so that i don't feel like i'm a burden
3: the dishes he does the like dishes. i do dishes
2: a lot <laughs> just to be like i want i want everyone to know that like i respect the space not just the person we share but the space we're about to share what would you No, say I, I definitely
3: it? think that's fun i think it, for me it's definitely been a balancing act because i usually for one have my own business uh am very social and then i have two partners and then a ton of other friends so i'm usually not home as much as I am now. So even though I do get to see my partners pretty often, I'm not with them constantly because I do so much work and I do so many other things. So it's definitely been just a change having the one-on-one, which I actually think has been really nice. However, um, the circumstances aren't great. And I think like for me and my other partner, we're both workaholics and we invest a lot in ourselves within our work. So having the lack of work or the stop of work definitely affects us mentally. So it has nothing to do with like our relationships or the way that we feel about like Billy being here or things like that. It is just that we're struggling with the status quo. Well,
2: so, so what does that look like when you say like it's getting to y'all mentally? Like what does that come out as?
3: Um, I definitely think for him, it's really, really hard because as somebody who like myself, like that's one of the things we have in common is our work ethic. And that's one of the reasons that we came together. So like for him, not having that outlet and not having that routine has been really stressful for him. And he's talked to me about this privately, but he's like, I'm not trying to take it out on you or Billy. This (coughs) is just something that I'm going through. And I think being understanding of that while still, you know, trying to respect Billy's space, make sure that he feels comfortable um, has been a little bit of a juggling act. But so far, like everyone's been super respectful, you know, like they had like a cute time while I was with a friend that like, one of them ordered McDonald's for the other person and knew the order and then the other person ordered Domino's for the other person and then like when I wasn't here and I thought that was like the cutest thing you know the checking in on one another
2: I mean but it's like any
3: you know like all relationships (laughs) the only thing is that I have another one you know I have two relationships in which I'm juggling but you all have those things that we're working on and communicating. And for me, it's like, I just want to make sure that it's cohesive because we're all kind of stuck here for now.
1: Yeah. So Megan, when when this whole thing came about, did you feel any additional kind of pressure? Because, you know, obviously the three of you now living sharing space and that wasn't the situation before. And and Billy and, and your other partner not necessarily the best of friends. Did you feel any additional like strain to have to be the mediator, the referee, the kind of the, the meet yeah, the peacekeeper?
2: Well, th- that's the thing, there's no bad blood. Like yeah. when I say not the best friends, it's not a dislike. It's literally just like I don't know this there's guy. totally different. Yeah, I don't people. know that guy. We just like. we don't we don't like. He's not super chatty, and we're just not. We don't know each other. That's all it but is. Billy
3: doesn't like, listen to country music. Very neutral. You know, or listen to a lot of music. <laughs> just
2: trying to say what it looks like. It's like you know, we he comes home and he like watches. Gets on yeah. and watches a movie. Like he's not a big chatter box when he gets back. So like, there's just no. It's a very neutral situation. Uh, it's not like anyone dislikes each other. So she yeah. doesn't have to play Peacemaker for anything because we haven't like had it. A... The most she had to do was apparently I need to start wearing a shirt around the house when he's home. That's really it. That's, <laughs> all. that's the most. <laughs> that was the one
3: request. <laughs> she texts, to, you
2: know, he says to her, she texts me and it gets done. But that's like really the most it's been.
3: Well, I think for him, I think Billy, no offense to Billy, wears the same clothes for a couple of days. <laughs> in a row. And it's a very kempt man, despite the way that he looks. But um, so like for him, he was like, Maybe you should go like put in some effort. I don't know, like just put on a shirt. That's fine. That's but um, but going back to your comment, I think for me as a person, I'm super protective of the people that I care and love for. And it's to me, it's not a chore, it's not a task, it's just something I will always do. So like, especially in times of need or times of stress, like that's when I shine is like those really hard times. So like, to me, I'm not even stressed right now. And I think Billy made a really cute statement today where he was like, you just seem okay, despite not working and like, you know, juggling two relationships. He's like, you seem pretty positive throughout this. And I think that's uh, because of past and because of things. And it's, for me, it's like, I just am going like, steps ahead like we're gonna get through this like I just want to like keep a positive status quo and make sure it's like all working cohesively to the best of my ability and that's all I can do at this point
0: sure. yeah. yeah hell yeah positivity that's huge during this time so I want to steer us in a little bit different direction which is Billy you did an interview recently uh-huh. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> New York is it New York magazine am I correct yeah. in that uh, the cut. The Cut. So yeah. it sounds like from listening to your podcast, I obviously listen to your podcast uh, every time you put out an episode. I'm a big fan. And uh, it is interesting to hear of the direction that this interview has taken. So can you uh, explain that interview and kind of some of the potential, I guess, backlash that you guys have received from it?
2: I did an interview with thecut.com. They wanted to know about my level on lockdown situation with articles like that, with columns like that, you know, they're gonna interview you for a long time and they only use a certain amount. So like, even if you get interviewed for the news, they might only use literally six seconds uh, of a 10 minute interview. And so similarly, like we talked for 20, 25 minutes, but they only used that little, little snippet. It was really just um, like a visual I mentioned about how we call him Kyle so to speak. So Kyle and I, you know, how we're not super tight, me getting used to the space, how one night, like I went to bed with Megan, but in like the early morning, she woke up and went to go snuggle with him. And so a lot of people, I guess, looked at that and thought like, look at this fucking cuck over here. What a bunch of weirdos. I mean, they thought I was a cuck more than you were a whore, to be honest. (laughs) I read every comment. Uh, So yeah, there's a lot of just people not understanding just what this is. Um, and even if they don't understand it, they then think that it is also bad because it's not their thing, uh, which is sadly so common. It's like, you know, your thing is not my thing. And then somehow that goes to your thing is the devil. And I don't understand. Uh, but yes, yeah, so a lot of people just thought we were freaks or something. And again, apparently I'm a cuck, uh, even though I feel like, oh, it's very weird.
1: I can't He's share other
2: details, but... <laughs> I'm kind of the opposite here.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the truth of the matter is there's nothing derogatory about it, depending yeah. on how it's, you know, how it's conveyed. There are plenty of guys who are not in any way, shape or form less than because they enjoy the cuckold experience. But I think people put a negative connotation on it, like it's some kind of weakness or debilitating characteristic.
2: Right, right. And But that's the thing. It's like it, uh, it, it, it's if I was a cuck, there's nothing wrong with that. But also, I'm not one.
3: He, he's <laughs> right. very focused. This, but like at the same time, like I happen to agree with you where I was like, this is so inherently like a sign of like a masochistic, ten- masochistic tendency where it's like demonizing a cook. And I'm like, it's just a sexual preference, like anything else. But of course, you know, sadly, people get really weird about any different kinks or um, type of sexual needs. But for me, it's like, I've always loved cucks. Yeah. Like, I think cucks are great. <laughs> just well, like you like asked me this. Just-
1: Billy, you asked, does anybody refer to me as that? And, you know, I mean, jokingly, I said, no, not to my face. No one ever has to my face. People do assume that we have a cuckold lifestyle because they don't understand the differences between the cuckold space and the hot wife space. But the truth is, if someone were to ask, I would just as quickly explain it to them and educate them on the on the difference. You know, I just don't think that has to be taken is a derogatory statement people just don't know how to relay information basically or even ask a simple question
0: well and to be clear you are neither a cuckold or a hot wife couple <laughs> yeah no you
1: guys are you're
0: That's a poly fair. couple yeah, yeah. which not
1: further not complicates
0: polygamy. things yeah we're also
2: not uh we're not uh we're not doing polygamy either right it's like no, no
0: one's we're married not And I don't have Um,
2: multiple girlfriends. It's like, it's just, it's not what it is. It's just people being uninformed.
3: And I think especially coming from a woman having multiple partners, that can have a lot of negative connotation. And I think for that, that's where some of the cucking stems from as well, where it's like woman taking charge of her sexuality and romantic partners and being okay with it, where it's like, well, a man would never be okay with his partner sleeping with other people. And I'm sure you guys get some of this as well. Where it's Yelly. like that like mentality mm-hmm. that like you were this ownership and like this is your piece of property and sadly we're still working away from that as much as we grow as a society like there's still a lot of education and work to be done.
0: <laughs> oh, there's so much possessiveness especially in cis hetero couples of like I am her man and she is my woman and wrapping your head around any sort of dynamic that differs from that is just so foreign to people. So yeah, I mean it's it's a struggle. So well, I, I I you know empathize with you guys in that situation. Yeah,
1: well the idea that a woman can be empowered enough to have multiple partners and you know control that kind of dynamic, people just find it abstract. Like it's impossible to believe.
2: There's also another thing going on, like in a, in, I guess, more big picture in that when people see something sexually that they don't understand, um, it kind of quickly gets demonized, but also rounded up with everything close to it. So like anything non-monogamous, whether, you know, from the occasional, you know, from swinging to full-blown polyamory, whatever, it's like people don't understand the differences between polygamy and polyamory and swinging and hot and cucking and, and life doms, right? So, but they lump it all together. They'll be like, oh, well, they aren't monogamous, so they must be swingers or I think he's a cuck because I saw an episode of something on HBO about it. Like that's kind of how they, they just take whatever little bits they know about all the different ones and then it just becomes the one weird pervert thing to do.
1: Sure. And like you said because they don't align with it or at least they don't they don't admit that they align with it, they have to yeah. make their own justification for it and call it something that it isn't simply to make themselves feel better.
0: How do we move yeah. away from that? I mean, obviously you Billy have a public platform as do we about sexuality in general. I mean, what are ways that we move away from that, you know, grouping or or stereotypical views of sexuality in terms of men and women?
2: Oh, man, that just all sounds like something so far above my pay grade. Uh, it's, it's like change the world. Oh, man, I'd rather tell dick jokes. Uh, but, but you know, it's, it's simply just people understanding the things that they have that happen. And I think um, having a being less ignorant. And I think that can come from both the way it's represented in media. So um, it's fine to have like, like they've just had the same hacky. Threesome or, you know, couple with a girlfriend thing, uh, trope, right? So just show us some different things that are a little less hacky, show the complexities of these different lifestyles, and also people just coming out in day to day normal life. Um, as we know more people who do the thing that we think is weird, we start to think that that thing is less weird because it's become closer to us via these people in my life. So I'm not kinky, but now I've met, you know, a dozen kinky people, and I'm like, they're not weird, perverted freaks.
3: I'm kinky, too. Right? But I can be a perverted freak. It's okay.
2: Yeah, (laughs) so then it's like, well, Megan, she's not, so maybe they're just not all that. And I think that is so, yeah, it's scary, but it's coming out in all shapes and forms. So, you know, where it was with sexual orientation, you know, we've seen that as soon as people know people of different gender identities and such the more likely they're just going to get on board with it likewise if more people can come out to their families as poly or um as swingers or as sex workers or all these that were you know these subcultures i think that's better because then people will just be like well honestly i thought she had a good head on her shoulders before nothing changes for me knowing this information Although the one caveat I'll say is I don't think people need to know if you're like a swinger or in a, you know, a cuck bull relationship or something like that. Because, well, that's your sex life. And it's like, I don't think we need to go like shout the specifics of our sex life unsolicited. But to know that you are non-monogamous, I still think is like important as a big right. broad concept.
0: That so you fall under that larger umbrella. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, the bigger picture <laughs> like is, like is that you're it's
1: ethically it's non-monogamous.
2: Right, like I don't think it's weird to like at the office say like, "Oh, I have two boyfriends," but like I think it would be like inappropriate to be like, "I have a boyfriend and like a twenty-four hour sub on the side." You know what I mean? Like, right,
3: (laughs) right. You're saying lifestyle versus like sexual lifestyle. Yeah, your sex
2: life versus your like your your um,
1: relationship models versus your sex life
3: okay that's interesting
1: yeah because the well, truth like for, is i mean you talk to somebody and you say they're monogamous you're not referring to how they engage sexually so it shouldn't nah. really it should be the same way if you're ethically non-monogamous
0: yeah
1: but yeah.
3: the thing is that people get obsessed with the sex of course because i mean what's more interesting in life than sex sometimes yeah. and yeah. i you know especially because they just there's that perception that Polyamorous people are just having more of it, or non-monogamous people are just having they more of it. Probably are, <laughs> Amen. which maybe because we actually communicate. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. people who are okay with communicating their needs, even if it's casual, just happen to have more sex. But for me, like,
2: like it, saying I need a blowjob.
3: Yeah, there you go. He's pretty good at that. <laughs> um, like I do. I
1: could use a blowjob.
3: Yeah, not right now. We're busy. Yeah, this is the this would not be where- <laughs> the
1: first time Billy got a blowjob while we were having an in- conversation. I'm just throwing it out there.
3: <laughs> wow. Now I'm getting sidetracked. But I didn't listen to the bonus, but I did know it happened. And I was like, good for you too. Like,
1: <laughs> it was a lot of fun actually.
3: Yeah. Hilarious. But, um, I think for me, like exposing these kind of things is like talking about them in relativity. And I think, the thing that I've learned while becoming an open non-monogamous person, I've always been pretty like sexually positive, just not outward with my own sexual, you know, deviancies. But um, for me, it was like I am most people's polyamorous friend. Like I am their, you know, kind of what would I say? Like the if there was like a politician, you know, hang <laughs> out, I would be their representative.
1: You're the and mayor for of Polytown. I, Very nice. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'd be like the mayor of Polytown like in, in my local area. And, and that's been really interesting, too, because I have had to become so much more educated on polyamory as a whole just so that I could explain it to other people and be a good representative, like representation of what I'm doing. And that to me was really interesting because I was like, it is still very foreign to most people. Um, having, you know, multiple partners and like an open.
2: We need, we need Polly to get a TV show and it will streamline the process. That's not, once we can ha- love. once we can have like, no, I'm serious. Once we can have like an ABC, like sitcom that's about Polly people or non-monogamous people and they have like a weird situation at Thanksgiving where like there's three different grandpas who want to cut the turkey, right? <laughs> like, Hey, comedy. Uh, and when we <laughs> okay. have that, you know, then I do believe that will normalize things just as we, when we start seeing more queer people on TV. That starts to normalize things. Um, it's sad that we can't just like accept people for who they are. We have to have like a TV show character uh, make it OK to do so. But I do believe that will be the, you know, once we start seeing that more regularly on TV, you're going to start seeing it more normalized.
0: For sure. I'd like to think we're moving in the right direction in terms of non-monogamy in general. I mean, I think that there is. So I mean, not that this is like the perfect representation, but there was a triad on House Hunters. I mean, that's kind of a big oh, deal. Oh,
3: I yeah. state
0: executive producer of that. Oh. <laughs> awesome.
3: Good <Weird laughs> enough. Okay. Yeah, um, I know that they have a triad on there. Yeah. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. But like, how was the triad treated? Were they sensationalized as they tend to be, or were they treated just like any other couple? Because I a lot mean, of, I- of times you will get these like, you know, different represent- um, relationship models on there or lifestyles on there. But, you know, they're the punchline. Like, think of how many movies where the swinging couple is some sort of, like, stereotypically ugly couple that's, like, weird with boundaries and hugs for a little too long. I, but like, how often yeah, is that a trope? Yeah, I
3: actually had that happen to my face where somebody yeah. found out that I was polyamorous, and the response was, oh, but you're actually attractive. And I was like, what
0: does that mean? Right, so and that's... that's stereotypically <laughs> non-monogamous people are ugly? I That is the, cr- the craziest thing in the world, because <laughs> once you actually get into the lifestyle, everyone's ridiculously hot, so... <laughs> about it i was like who are you hanging out with and also who cares
2: <laughs> yeah so it's like that's the thing it's like we need to have like uh, i don't i it's not to say that like hey there needs to be a bunch of like perfect storylines about like alternative relationship models but just like they just need to be out there and normal and treated like all the other ones that have good things and bad things about them as opposed to only being the punchline there's a lot of hilarious things about poly and swinging and all that stuff but also there needs to be like some normalcy to it um, and, that, and I do believe that once we have that in, in movies and TV, um, in the popular TV, you know, you are going to start seeing a change.
3: Just like respecting pronouns. I think the more we do it and things like that, I hope yeah. that the better it'll get, or, you know, anything that has to do with like gender, sexuality, you know, identification, politics,
2: or we can all get our own individual pronoun.
3: Our names.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that seems doable.
0: So, just in terms of balance, since we're talking, you know, a lot of positive things about you guys living together, what is the absolute biggest struggle you've encountered sharing a space during this time? Keeping the house clean
3: definitely is my biggest one right now. So, because I usually, when I'm not home as much, it doesn't bother me, but because there's so many more bodies just around than usual like just keeping it tidy and like billy is not dirty but he's also not the cleanest i'm messy
2: That's he's okay. a messy boy he's be messy honest boy. there's only no you're not that, that dirty
3: I, like, you're i'm not, not, dirty. You're not I'm like, dirty
2: i'm messy dirty i'm messy i look i will he like washes
3: himself there, Don't i will worry, leave
2: yes. a, bear, a table strewn with crap on it but it's not gonna be dirty like it's not gonna be dirt and shit
3: yeah yeah, and I think that for me, also, like I like alone time, and I need to figure out, like, even though I'm loving spending all this one-on-one time with Billy, because I she don't loves really it. get to see.
2: It's on the record. Him
3: that much can't take it back. <laughs> he's such a breath.
2: <laughs> uh, I need transcribed. To,
3: Oh my god!
2: I'm gonna actually you turn this. We're gonna turn guys, this into a headliner this? videogram where it just yeah, it's a like, static image. Megan said that quote. she likes
3: hanging out with me. I'm
2: just gonna play it on loop as I go to sleep. Yeah.
3: Can you jerk off to it
2: though? No.
3: Nah, that's. Oh,
1: God gross. damn it! Oh, I bet he can. Um, <laughs> a
3: little too much.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. Anyways, yeah. So for me, it's like learning how to take some alone time. Definitely, I need to start doing that. Um, just for my own like mental sake, but that I just need to practice that because I'm not used to getting to hang out with my partners this much. So, so for now, it's still kind of really nice.
1: Sure. <laughs> But so how, yeah. how are you kind of dividing that time, Megan? Obviously, you're, you're in big demand in that house, and you've got both these guys there more regularly now. How are you kind of making that work for everybody?
2: Well,
3: for example, like today, my other partner is with his other partner and working. So I spent most of the day with Billy. And then tomorrow, I made like date plans for um, my partner and I to go on a hike and just kind of get like some fresh air and get some one-on-one time out of the house and kind of like out of the city, which I think will be like good for both of us. So just trying to make sure that like both of my partners realize that like I want to spend time with them either separate or together. And we've also been doing like movies and, you know, like cute cooking and making sure that like we're kind of just hopping back and forth. Luckily, I have enough space considering I live in a city and I have a backyard. But uh, you know, like trying to make sure that, you know, I'm delegating okay, but also not thinking about it too much.
2: I thought um, we were going on a hike. Oh. Uh, Actually, I was going to say that the thing I was going to say was that, uh, and I mean, I've said this before, and I I know it's uncomfortable, but you have to eventually do it if it's what you want. But like, I want, I know you need more solo time or non Billy time, but you need to just say that to me. It it may sound, it may feel mean, but like, I told you to be direct.
3: I just just
2: know that, like, because my big thing is like, I don't want to, I'm annoying. I am an annoying human. By nature, I'm just accepting that. I'm just (laughs) letting that be reality. And I know that about myself, but I'm also not a mind reader. So, like, I can't read social cues too well. So I just, like, if if you need me, okay. (laughs) Laying it on thick. What the shit? It took day 23 to get there. Uh, No, so just the idea of, like, yeah, I don't want to be too much. But, like, you're going to have to tell me when I am. No, otherwise, otherwise, I'm going to constantly be asking you, am I being too much? And I, I mean, no, that can don't get do annoying that. too. Yeah.
3: No, I will tell you. It's more of like me and like needing to be like, oh, I'm enjoying all this one-on-one time, but also like I need to go sit down and like read a book. Right. So or then like, just
2: go, yeah, take it.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, it's more, this This is a me problem, not a okay. you guys problem. Yeah. Just me because I'm still getting like, oh, like, you know, I get time off work, which I never take. mm And now I'm like trying to be like, okay, like I get my like lovey-dovey cute time, you know, all of a sudden all of the time. But I still have things I want to do.
2: Okay.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So this is on me. It's not on you guys. Plus like Billy is like one of the most like lovey-dovey wants constant touch. And it's like one of the things I love about him. But I didn't realize like you just want to be touched all the time.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: It's very cute. (laughs) <laughs> was that a,
0: was there a um, a progression when he moved in of like you understanding that more or a, a difference in understanding of that because he's around more often? I definitely, well, he was
3: always like that, but we usually would spend maybe at most like a day together. So I think having, I thought maybe like after a couple of days, he would have been like, okay, like leave me alone. Stop like, <laughs> you know, being all over me and knowing. No, it's, it's actually reverse. gotten more. It's me,
2: it's yeah. me. <laughs> Making sure I don't need to leave you alone. Yeah. Like, I'm... Yeah.
3: Like, he definitely is, like... I am surprised, honestly. He always worries about being tired, like, tiring me out. I'm like, how is he not tired of me
0: yet?
2: Because I take... Because I take my alone time when I need it.
0: Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Or you just... I think that's a super important concept i think it's something that even you know brian and i obviously are not in a a poly situation it's just the two of us and we have we love our time together so much it's our most our time is our most important uh commodity to us and so typically it's like when we're not at work and we're not doing podcast stuff we just cling to each other and this is the first time that we've had to go okay I'm going to break and go take a bath. I'm going to break and I'm going to go for a run. We're not going to be together 24-7 because that's not healthy. But understanding that you know healthy boundaries need to exist has been not necessarily a challenge, but something very new for us, I would say.
1: Yeah, we spend an inordinate amount of time together when we have the time to spend together. So now that we actually do have all of this extra time, it's like, okay, I, I have to make time for ourselves. Where we normally make time for each other, we now have to make that time for ourselves if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for you two,
1: it's a cool practice run for when you get in the RV. For sure. Yeah, 100%. And we've actually talked about that. We know that daily, we're going to have to have that, you know, 30 minutes of, you know, private time just to, you know, decompress or 60 or or whatever, (laughs) uh, to decompress, just to, you know, get out of each other's space. You know, we know that that's going to be important.
3: Oh, it's gonna be huge! But I am so jealous of you two. I didn't know that you're driving cross country.
1: Yeah. And
3: yeah. RV—that's one of my dreams. I'm like a big, surprisingly, uh, I'm like a really big outdoors person. So like, nice. I am. Just, I just did last year with my other partner. We did like six national parks.
2: Oh,
3: a, Yeah, and just like drove like six hours a day every day, and then camped out. In each national park so i'm like oh that's gonna be lovely
1: I'm yeah very we're looking dumb. forward to it it's gonna be a good time we're gonna spend the entire at least a year and then we'll kind of decide where we want to land or just keep traveling until we're tired of traveling
0: yeah but this is a good trial run that's a very good point
1: yeah for sure
3: <laughs> and that's gonna be fun from the um swinging perspective so many different that's- new places and people oh my goodness yeah, absolutely gonna be a lot of fun I was going to say, so in
0: that aspect, like what are you two looking forward to most with that trip? I think it's just experience, for me, it's experiencing different people. I've lived in Montana my entire life. So I'm ready to get out and talk to people outside of Montana. I'm Uh excited to, (laughs) I'm excited to just kind of expand my worldview a little bit, which I think is important, especially at my age. I'm, you know, the same age as you guys. And the idea of having exposure to different people, both from a sexuality perspective, as well as just, you know you know, sociological view will be really important. And I think Brian's really excited to show me things, which I'm excited for. Too.
1: Yeah, I have had the opportunity to, to I've visit, I've been in all, all 50 states, I think with the exception of potentially New Hampshire, I didn't spend a lot of time or any time there. <laughs> sure. uh, but I have been, I've traveled all over, whether it was for work or recreation or whatever over the years. And uh, I am looking forward to showing her the things that I've experienced that I really enjoy and really just kind of getting her, you know, the expression on her face when she sees some different things, you know, it's going to be really, it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to her uh, experiencing some different cultures, you know, places that are just completely diverse as opposed to, you know, the rural community of, of the mountains of Montana. It's Whitewashed really,
0: Montana. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: very homogenized <laughs> to say the least, you know.
3: For sure, I, I can't even imagine being in the lifestyle in such a rural neighborhood and like rural state. Like it must I be won't, so
2: fascinating. I, I won't go, I won't fuck somebody if they live in the Bronx. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll go, but they Pardon fly me it. out.
1: <laughs> well, you—we you know, told you you could have came out here to Montana to avoid the craziness if you wanted to, but you know. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I,
2: I get that it's just but
1: just the idea of like like
2: sometimes like you may have to go drive like 200 miles to
3: meet the next fuck, fuck
2: somebody who you may not even end up being into like that's bizarro to me yeah yeah, that, yeah
3: yeah
1: yeah if we want to go to an event it's uh it's a it's a quite a trek sometimes you
3: know oh my goodness did you ever hear his like so he went to montana while we first started dating yeah. and i was so excited because i was like i'm such a huge mountains, and like he sent pictures and I was like, why aren't you hiking? He had like a free day. And he's like, I'm afraid of bugs. And I was like,
1: <laughs> That's a city boy answer.
3: Ever... I'm afraid
2: of snakes, not bugs.
3: Yeah. Okay. But you're like, there's mosquitoes out here.
1: <laughs> it's like,
0: <laughs> this guy. It's like, can I go to this wedding and go hiking? <laughs> yeah. He stays in New York and you go instead.
1: <laughs> That's, That's awesome. definitely a city boy answer.
0: Yeah. It is. It's great to live out here, but we're very excited to uh, immerse ourselves more in the lifestyle. I mean, there's so many things we still want to try that are not at our disposal here. So I think that's the most important and exciting thing for us. And
1: and there are some things I, you know, I escaped the, the big city life after, you know, 30 years of living in it to come out to a place like this where it's slower and it's small and it's not congested and it doesn't take two hours to get to work and, you know, all those things. And now there's parts of that that I miss. I really, you know, I I miss the action and I I really want Brenda to experience that action and kind of see it for herself, you know?
3: Oh yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That's great. I mean, like the nice thing is that there is so many swinger clubs and opportunities, you know?
2: Oh Yeah.
0: I know, at least. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So in the closing, I would love to know what is the one thing that you guys have kind of learned from this experience that you think other couples, either monogamous couples, non-monogamous couples, poly couples could learn from your experience? <laughs> Definitely taking time for yourself is
3: a big one for me, you know, not being so hard on yourself because like we're in a very weird situation. I know that I've never been in personally and to separate that, like, you know, spending this amount of one-on-one time with a partner can get difficult for anyone. So like allowing yourself to go through the range of emotions you are going to feel and also like, you know, find out what works best for you, whether that be like putting your body on like save power mode and not trying to be so productive or setting a schedule and like working out things and dates and activities to do with your partner so that you feel like you are working through this together. But it's such a weird time for me as a person alone, despite the relationship things. And so I feel like I'm just going one day at a time.
2: (laughs) Uh, I'd say be, be braver and be stronger. So uh, y'all, people need to be brave enough to uh, advocate for themselves in relationships right now more than ever, mm-hmm. uh, because you don't know how long potential resentment is going to build up. We don't know if it's another couple of weeks or another couple months. So, um, you know, say shit when shit bothers you. It doesn't have to be a fight, but just like start saying when things bother you so they don't become fights later and then be strong enough to receive that from partners be, you know, be able to hear some you know potential criticism or be able to hear a partner say, I need to have two hours to myself and not make it a thing. Um, this is a really good time to just like practice, like just being having
1: some stronger sense of self and and advocating for yourself. Billy, what do you think? I'm curious about your perspective on this. I have my own, but does a situation like this, the kind of you know what the you know what we're go, all going through right now, does this bring couples closer together or does it destroy relationships? And in, in in your in your estimation, what percentage do you think is is it more people come out of this stronger, more people come out of this completely in disarray? Uh, I think it has the capacity to do both things and all in between.
2: You know, I think a lot of stronger, strong couples will get, people can get stronger in this. Quarantine and living together and the national crisis. I mean, all
1: that stuff affects people differently. So yeah, it just depends. Yeah, I I mean, it's stressful for a lot of people. There's no question about it. I tend to think that the stronger the relationship at, at its core before all of this, I think those people come out stronger. And unfortunately, I think some that maybe didn't have that core, that base, you know, that foundation, Gonna have a gonna have a difficult time navigating this.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll put this way. I'll, I'll I'll big surprise everybody. Whenever this is over, within a month or so or a month or two, there's gonna be headlines of like, oh my god, a spike in divorces filed after Corona. It's not that Corona caused that. Uh, it's simply because, you know, courts have been closed. They can't do their divorces right now. So it's all backlogged. So don't fall for the hype. Read articles in full. This is not a time to be reading just headlines. This has been a public service announcement. I, I actually <laughs> so, disagree
3: with uh, that. I think, <laughs> like, for my perception of that, it would be, like, if you have difficulties in your relationship before this, I think because there's no, not as much outward distractions or outlets, for people to distract themselves within a relationship like it's going to make you really sit down and look at what's working and what's not
2: yeah right and but just because it's down the look at something doesn't mean it's going to go one way or the other i think a lot, yeah, a, lot gonna, a lot of couples are a lot of couples are going to get tested and it's just a matter of like do they pass the test or not you know that's that's to to each but i think you're right in that they're all going to be tested
3: yeah i think we're all being tested no matter what right. whether it be romantically or just life
0: personally <laughs> as of right yeah, now, yeah. for sure but
2: well, you're gonna see breakups and divorces and stuff go up simply because people number, for logistics yeah. had to wait you know or you know you're stuck with someone you can't break maybe you can't break up right now and you gotta wait till you're out
3: don't believe the hype
0: <laughs> but also if you're miserable get a divorce <laughs> I believe in that. We're strong advocates for that. We have five failed Ah. marriages between us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't be scared. See, I'm the child of failed marriages. So I understand.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It happens. People make bad decisions. I know I did.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining us. Obviously, we always enjoy having Billy on. Megan, this was a true treat having you on as well. It was really great to connect with you and have you on the show. And uh, we would love for you both to tell us where our listeners can find you if, if you're interested in them finding you.
3: Oh, thank you so much. It was like such a pleasure. Uh, you can find me at, on Instagram at Ms. Giggles M-S-G-I-G-G-G-L-S, or if you want to support my Thirst Traps. I'm on OnlyFans now apparently at that fat Babe.
2: <laughs> uh, and it's nice to finally be on the show and not just talked about, although I love the reviews. I oh very much God. appreciate. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, if you love front porch swingers, you might like my podcast as well. It's called the Man Whore Podcast. You can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm also on Instagram at Billy and Twitter at the that's P-R-O-C-I-D-A.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for joining us for this chat. We really appreciate it. And uh, we hope you uh, you know, have a, a good self-care, positive time during your quarantine, the remainder of it.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Billy. And Megan, it was a real pleasure meeting you.
0: Uh, thank you guys so much. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All right, so another very big thank you to Billy and Megan for appearing on the show with us, having that chat. I really enjoyed talking to them, and I hope you guys really enjoyed listening.
1: Yeah, they were a lot of fun to talk to. I always, always enjoy talking to Billy because he has such a unique uh, perspective on a lot of things, as did Megan. And, and, you know, in a situation where a lot of people could be really kind of negative about it, they just are absolutely not that
0: way. Yeah, they're making the best of it, and I yeah. think that's so cool. I think it speaks a lot to their character as well as the strength of their relationship no so.
1: question no question
0: so huge thank you to them for that and uh yeah so we have some other really fun things coming up you have a series that you are doing all by your lonesome yes which will be i do fucking weird
1: well not really listen there's a lot of the sexuality based podcasts especially in our space and it's a lot of the gals right it's women that whine and it's all those kinds of things I very female-driven. Yeah. Very female-driven. I think it's time that the guys have some conversations. So coming up in the next several weeks, I'll be uh, doing some interviews with a lot of the different gentlemen in the space, uh, and I think it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be just two guys having a conversation, just bullshitting all things lifestyle, life in general, and I think it's just going to be a good time.
0: I'm pumped. I'm so excited to see what you come up with. I think the ideas that you've had for questions and topics already are fucking awesome, and I'm really, really excited. Yeah,
1: we're going to get gonna get out of our comfort zones is what we're going to do.
0: Yeah. Two dudes talking about Shit.
1: Shit. Just (laughs) two dudes bullshit. Well,
0: but it's not bullshit. We shouldn't say that. You have some really, like I said, thoughtful topics.
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm interested to hear from the men in this space about their perspectives on things that women talk about all the time. Yeah. You know, we don't hear a lot from just the guys, even when we're doing an interview with a couple or someone that is a male and a female. You know, it's really, we kind of concentrate, I think, just organically on the women's perspective on things, which, you know, was rightfully so, but I think two guys sitting in front of each other or, or you know, virtually sitting in front of each other, you're going to get a very different conversation.
0: I agree. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. I'm super psyched for it. Me too. And also, guys, if you are not already following us on social media, you should be. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at FPSwingers. We also have a new YouTube video coming very soon. Yeah. And holy fuck, this one's going to be so much fun. You guys cannot miss this one.
1: Yeah, we have in our possession... I think, arguably, one of the most amazing sex toys we've ever encountered. Of all time. Yeah, it's it's epic.
0: It made me squirt fucking everywhere. Spoiler alert. So you're going to hear how that happened on this YouTube video. Yeah,
1: I'm sitting at work and you got this thing in the mail just a few days ago. And all I got was a picture of the, the box the 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 toy itself and then the words underneath it were this thing made me squirt in sixty seconds that's <laughs> that's all I got I didn't even know it was coming that quickly uh, and all of a sudden you're using it and just it was it was amazing and then we got to play with it later that night and holy shit was and, it intense
0: and you saw it for yourself
1: I, yeah it was it was really hard to believe
0: yeah so make sure you go to our YouTube channel Front Porch Swingers and subscribe so you will know when that video hits live. What else? I guess we also have our Patreon community. Make sure yes. you're checking us out there, patreon.com slash front porch swingers. And if you guys have not left us a review on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, please take the 30 seconds to leave that review and subscribe to us there. It helps us immensely and we would really appreciate your support in that.
1: Yeah, it's really it really is helpful and we love to hear it and reciprocate when you folks leave us a message. If you'd like us to mention you, we will absolutely do that.
0: Absolutely. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. If you're anything like us, when we first started swinging, we really had no idea where to begin, and it can be really intimidating, and we have a great recommendation for you, which is to join Cassidy.com. Cassidy is a huge online platform that includes so many sexy swingers in your area, plus lots of local events to keep you up to date on all things lifestyle, and if you join Cassidy, you can find our community, Front Porch Swingers, and keep up with everything we are doing as well, so make sure you check out Cassidy.com today today.